Welcome back to Top Chair Sports. I'm Victor. I'm joined uh, today only by one of my co-anchors, Brett. Thanks for being on. Of course. Uh, making it work here, even when we're down a man. Uh, but considering I've been that man for two of the past three weeks, no problem to Spencer, as he has some other stuff going on at the moment. So with that, we have plenty to cover still, uh, especially in the NBA, and we will get to that. But... Let's start with the NHL. Um, For those that haven't heard yet, please go listen to the Hockey Thoughts episode uh, in which Brett and Will went a lot more in-depth into uh, their predictions for the Cup Final. um, Also, a a lot of bullshit about um, which logos we like and what teams (laughs) need to rebrand. We we went on a nice tangent there. but It might be 50-50 logos Cup Final. Um, But yeah. Make sure you go over there so that way uh, you can hear prior to game one where each of them stood on everything uh, going into the series, who their Con Smythe favorites are from each team. And yeah, just a lot of information about the cup and see if your predictions line up with theirs. Now, as far as diving into specifics with it, because we don't want to just make you repeat all of your predictions, game one has happened. Uh, You were right. The Stars won game one. Um, You called it ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, it's a team, you know, obviously had a lot more rest. I mean, they haven't played in uh, like six days. Um, So they definitely seem to have more energy. Um, Just And, you know, I think especially in a game where um, Dallas had the long change um, and, and well, the last change, I should say, being the road team, I think it especially helped having those fresh legs out there. Um, and Anton Kadobin, uh, like Will mentioned, you know, stole um, stole a game, really. He was outstanding. And, um, you know, we said that he was going to have to do that if the Stars had a shot here, and he did exactly that game one. So um, credit to him for, you know, standing on his head. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, that extra day of rest we've seen in the playoffs can really be a significant factor um, I mean, last round, even the Lightning had a huge amount of rest uh, compared to the Islanders going into game one. We didn't know if that rest would be too much or well needed for them. They came out and won 8 2 in that one. So uh, I'm not surprised that the Stars seemed more fresh uh, because they were in that game. But I expect personally the Lightning to kind of uh, seem just as energized going into this one as the Stars are. I think that whole last round. Um, effect has worn off for them at this point yeah i mean dallas definitely was fresher but despite that you know like tampa's gonna be fine they still outshot them 36 to 19 i mean exactly vasileski did not have a good game in my opinion um even you know they all three goals he gave up were deserved he didn't give up a bad goal but um still you know just 16 saves, uh, 842 save percentage, obviously not ideal. And while they, the goals were deserved, you know, it's the Stanley Cup final. Ideally, you don't give up three goals, even if they are deserved. Uh, you got to right. kind of make some some big-time saves. Especially, like especially not on less than 20 shots. Like, if you're facing that 40-shot range and it's a high-scoring game, then three maybe doesn't look as bad. But uh, when you only face what, 19 total shots and three go in. It's 
it shows up as a rough night and um one i believe one of the few for vasilevsky this playoffs uh with all the star power they have on offense and just skaters in general uh, i think they've gone a little underappreciative or under recognizing of uh how well vasilevsky has done to get them to this spot right and another interesting thing i want to make note of is just to kind of show again like we we talk about so many times with the lightning how how good of a team they are they outshot the stars at even strength 30 to 9 that should scare you if you're the dallas stars um that is complete complete domination and again kadobin's not going to be able to rescue you every game um it just doesn't work like that they other people are going to have to step up and they're going to have to play better here cuz that that that's scary 30 to 9 just think about that for a second 30 to 9 insane it it truly is uh remarkable that they held them there the lightning power play definitely an area they need to capitalize on uh if they want to win this series i believe they're out mm-hmm. for their last 13 now um it's it's something rough very rough like that uh and especially if the stars are going to take multiple i mean you expect most teams to take multiple penalties uh just the way the game is played but you got to capitalize on at least one a game i think if you get 3 and you can capitalize on one then you're you're doing pretty well um statistically very well actually at 33% but like realistically game time i think if you can get one goal from that it just kind of boosts the rest of your uh gameplay your confidence and yeah Right. And yeah, they had, uh, looks like, yeah, four power plays in game one, managers four shots. Um, yeah, obviously that needs to change and improve. Um, that's pretty bad. Uh, Pat Maroon also uh, should be noted. He got, I believe, he got a match penalty that game, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, for intentionally shooting. Did he get the match penalty? Was it for intentionally shooting the puck at a Stars player's face, or was that missed by the ref? I forget now. Um, no, I believe it was because he shot it into their bench, wasn't it? At the face, right. one of their faces. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was clear intent that he knew what he was doing, and he shot it right at a Stars player, hit him in the face. So yeah, obviously that's the kind of undisciplined play that you can't do if you're the Lightning. Um. You're you're literally just going to beat yourself if you do it if you keep doing that. So, I I expect they'll be more disciplined tonight, or game in game two. Yeah, um, hearing this. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, they've done well to stay mostly disciplined uh, during playoffs, but they can't beat themselves up. And I know that's something you and Will uh, talked on, and it's something that has been an issue for them in the past uh i thought they've done well to avoid that this far but also they haven't faced they haven't lost the first game of a series this far um so it'll be interesting just to make sure that they believe in themselves and can bounce back definitely um and i believe let me let me look at this one more time. I believe by the next time we record this series will be possibly 
at least through possibly over it will yeah possibly um unless it goes seven game seven would be on a wednesday night we will record before then but yes it could be possibly over so victor um you know i gave my prediction on the hockey thoughts episode but what's your prediction for this series yeah so um i did have the lightning winning game one uh so i'm not going to try and change that pick now just because it didn't happen that being said realistically and objectively i was saying lightning in seven uh the lightning fan in me wanted to say six and be very confident with that but i see this uh series going seven i just think that both teams are playing too well for it to be finished before that uh and yeah i i see two ot games um and lightning in seven i still think the lightning will win this i'm not that rattled by one loss uh they weren't gonna sweep but if they okay. if they go down 2-0 yeah I'll, I'll be a little nervous um but i'll i'm still pretty confident that the lightning will take the series i think they do take it in seven but yeah can't say that enough lightning in seven so <laughs> yeah i i I agree. I mean, you shouldn't be worried. And again, you know, when you look at the numbers, like I said, I mean, Tampa still dominated that game. Um, and while uh, for as hot as Kadobin is, if you continue to dominate games to that extent, which they're capable of doing, um, it's, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna win some games. Yeah. And sure. the only thing I want to chime in off of that uh, in the stars defenses, I did say the same thing against Vegas. I mean, I thought Vegas dominated uh, pretty well most of their games versus the Canucks. Different series, different opponent. But I mean, sometimes even though whoever's dominating doesn't always come out on top, uh, I don't see this being one of those times. But it's impressive when teams who aren't dominating can rattle off a series win. Uh, it could happen. But yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Vegas also, um, for stretches, certainly dominated uh, Dallas as well um, in that Western Conference final. But yeah, um, you know, Tampa's not Vegas or Vancouver right. or True. anything like that. They're, they're, they're a whole different breed. So, but yeah, it'll be fun. Um, again, it might be wrapped up by the next time we record. So. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we're maybe we'll try and shoot for. Uh, I know games four and five are back to back Friday Saturday, so that means game six is Monday. Maybe we'll try and get a recording in on Sunday just so it's out before game six. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. If it goes to game six, which um, unless the lightning sweep from here in my eyes, hopefully it will. But or the stars. Well, that's why I said hopefully it goes six. Uh, as a lightning fan but yeah i do want to note bold take maybe maybe not um if the lightning don't win the cup this year i don't see them winning a cup in the same coast era i just think oh i agree yeah uh when you look i don't think that's bold at all okay i know with how great they've been the past few years uh that Obviously, oh my god, when you look at this team's cap situation moving forward, really after this season, absolutely, it's it's bad. 
it is bad. The changes are going to have to be forced to be made. Yeah. Um, I mean, at a minimum, and most likely two of these players, but at a minimum one of Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord, Andre Palat, and... Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? And Alex Kaloran, my bad, uh, will be gone after this year just to clear cap. Or if they can't move one of them, because I'm pretty sure three of the four have no trade clauses. The amount of no trade clauses on that team is a whole nother issue. Uh, something I didn't really realize till this year. It's insane. And that's not even counting Kucherov, who you're not going to move. Um, but yeah, either t- probably two of those guys will be gone or Sergachev and or Sorelli will be gone, which are even bigger blows to that team. So yeah, this this might be it to try and uh, try and make their last push here with that roster. Yeah, you know, um, nobody offers you to Braden Point last year. I. Unreal. I know Sorelli and Sergachev are both restricted. I really don't see anybody offer sheeting them either just because teams don't like to offer sheet for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the compensation they have to give up or or what, but um, yeah, I, so unless it's, I think Tampa's going to kind of luck out and be able to keep them just based on that. Yeah, and I think um, pending an offer sheet that maybe those guys uh, – I think they've both truly bought into that team where like they would take a little bit of a hometown hit. Uh, but still the cap after this year will not, is not looking good for them. So. This Vasilevsky's uh, 10.5 extension kicks in. Yeah. Just one, one of the things Braden points uh, will also get a raise, I believe in his cap hit next year. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a good time. Yep. Good time. But that's a whole nother thing. Exactly. And we will discuss that on hockey thoughts at some point. Um we'll be doing a lot this offseason with stuff like that. So right. So um I think we should move to baseball quick. Okay. Or do you want to touch on the NFL? We should end with basketball, I would imagine. Okay. Uh quick note on the NFL then. Um obviously follow go listen to To the Gridiron, uh, which is our NFL specific podcast episodes released each thursday morning um that's when we'll go into detail about games that happened and their picks i just do want to note as far as general news the whole injury bug just continues this year uh maybe them not having preseason played far more of an impact than i would have thought since i looked as not many starters played that much anyways but christian mccaffrey goes down for at least four weeks um Saquon Barkley is now out for the year. Cortland Sutton is ruled out for the year. Uh, and just even more than that. And those are just the h- huge name players uh, that are going through those that a fair weather fan would still know despite the team. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that and dive more into detail on those injuries into the gridiron. Do we, uh, do we have word on Jimmy Garoppolo yet or no? We do not, not that I saw as of yet, um, which Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert were both injured for them, taken out of the game, uh, and Tevin Coleman for the 49ers, which means the 49ers lost two of their top three running backs and their QB all in one game. Along well, with- I mean, Tevin Coleman is the Ben Bishop of the NFL. Right, so. but that's also on top of George Kittle already getting hurt week one for them. 
Uh, George Kittle's the Koi Schneider of the yeah. NFL. <laughs> Fair points. Um, but yeah, make sure to tune in to the Gridiron. Uh, it will be released Thursday morning. So you can get all your information before this week of the NFL. Um, I Wait, hold on. Holding. Never mind. Okay. No, I was going to add something, but we'll just talk about it on To the Gridiron. Okay. I believe that takes us to MLB. If, if I'm on it this week, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, so on to baseball. Now, forgive me already. <laughs> Because, admittedly, I have not watched a baseball game since the second game of the season. Um, but I do have the standings in front of me, uh, so I'm going to try to do Spencer Proud. So, let's start with the good old American League. Um, it is looking like the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees have clinched the playoffs. Correct. In the East. In the Central, the Chicago White Sox and Minnesota Twins have clinched their spots. And in the West, just the Oakland Athletics at this point have clinched. Now, a reminder, the top two in each division make it, plus two wild cards. And so, looking at it now, um, it's looking like Houston will likely... They have a four-game lead on Seattle, and this is, I believe, the last week of the season. So, it's looking like Houston will likely be your second West team, which leaves the wild cards. It's looking like the Cleveland Indians and the Toronto Blue Jays will also be in the postseason. Toronto's certainly a surprise. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and and the rest are pretty... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and I was going to say, only a game over 500 uh, kind of just shows that it was it was very up in the air this season and still is. Oh, and this is actually convenient. Uh, yes, the Blue Jays have a 98% chance to make the playoffs. So, so you, can does book it. That, you can book all those teams I just named as your postseason <laughs> uh, people. Now, again, um, yeah, I think the Blue Jays are really the only surprise. No other team here surprises me personally. Um, I think the Indians not winning the Central is a bit of a surprise, but they're still in the playoffs, so who really cares, right? Um or sorry, Spencer. Maybe we do care. I don't know. We do. Um, I, I don't. I think once you. I think once you make it, like anything can happen, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at. It. How many times does the favorite actually win? When right. not counting the NBA, so. Um, and also, as I'm looking at this, the Blue Jays would be the only team of that group that has a negative run differential, a whopping minus twenty seven. Um, every other team is actually doing quite well in the run differential department. But, With the White Sox having the best run differential in the second best, third best in the league. What's crazy is that the Blue Jays could and pretty much will make playoffs with a negative, possible negative run differential and even a negative record or a record under 500, yeah. I should say. Not negative, but yeah. And have almost already walked, locked up that wild card. So, you know, it's funny because um, baseball fans used to always um, mock the NBA and NHL, saying, "Oh, the whole league makes the playoffs. <laughs> so why do you even play a regular season?" Which, for one, isn't true. Um, no. it, you know, in a year, it'll be half the league in the NHL, and still one team over half in the NBA, right? 
Right. But now you have that in the MLB, you have 16 out of 30, just like the NBA. And I, I don't really hear any complaints from baseball fans no? about it. They seem to like it. I was going to say, if anything, it has been a positive. It hasn't just been a neutral, like, we'll tolerate it for this year. I, I think people are on right. board with this scheme. Um, I think. So what the hell, you know? Yeah, um, we're finally over that one game <laughs> entry. And yeah, it. whoever has the better pitcher wins to get in. Like, I think we're finally past that. Oh, the one game wild card is still the biggest atrocity to ever to ever happen in any professional sport worst decision ever anyway agreed um and and to to expand on that because you know we should dedicate at least 10 minutes to baseball right you know we got to give it some love um so to expand on that i love the idea of the second wild card team that's not what i'm saying but the one game play-in idea for that wild card spot that's the that's the part that's Agreed. atrocious um and no i'm not just saying that because i'm a pirates fan and it <laughs> burned us three years in a row um anyways to the national league now here is where the door is still ajar victor um the chicago cubs have made the postseason from the central the second spot is very much up for grabs. Um, the West is the only division we know which two teams are making it. Um, the Dodgers and the Padres. The Dodgers have a plus 119 run differential, which is insane. Especially in a, what, a 60-game season, not say, even. Um, <laughs> every team has played about 53 games on average, so they're literally averaging every game a win by over two runs. So that's um, disgusting. And the Pirates even score two runs in a game. And the Dodgers are winning by barely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then in the East, it's the Braves have made the playoffs. Um, and then very much up for grabs, the second spot, really between the Marlins and Phillies. The Mets are kind of done, I'd say. Um, so... And then in the central, which is the most interesting. So in the central right now, you have still three other teams above a 50% chance of making the playoffs. Now it's possible the Cardinals, Reds, and Brewers all do make the playoffs. Um, and looking at it right now, it, it's very possible, right? right. Um, the Phillies have like a half game lead on both of them, but it's only a half a game, so it's still very tight. Um, I, I don't know what more I can say on this I, at the moment. I just think it's crazy that in the AL, I mean, the Blue Jays were in at one game over 500 right now and have a 98% chance of making it. And then in the NL, you see uh, just what, just in the central, there's three teams all at 500 uh, still fighting for that spot. So kind of crazy how uh the difference in those like that 500 in the nl doesn't even maybe get you in as a wild card let alone a, a possible like second right and it's also weird because you have 
the Miami Marlins there sitting at a minus 26 run differential, yet in second place in that division ahead of a team who has a positive run differential. Um, and yeah, just as I'm looking at this, it's all very weird. So basically, um, what I'm seeing is between the Marlins, Phillies, Reds, Brewers, and Giants, two of those teams are going to be a wildcard team. One will get the last spot in the East between the Marlins and Phillies. And one will possibly get the second spot in the Central, although I would expect the St. Louis Cardinals to kind of wrap that up. Um, I concur with that. So... Victor, looking at this absolute jumbled mess, and I'm sure everybody listening could not follow along everything I just said, (laughs) because I don't know how to say this in a way that's not confusing when you can't just visibly look at it. So just go ahead and look at the MLB standings as you're listening to this or afterwards, and then you'll know what we're talking about. But what would be your prediction for um, the second team in the East, the second team in the Central, and then your two wild cards? So, uh, the second team in the Central, I am going to say the Cardinals will lock that up. Uh, I mean, they have a a solid number of games in hand on people as well as already have the two extra wins compared to the Reds and Brewers. Um, uh, So, the Cardinals, by the way, um, end their season... Uh, so this week they're at Kansas City, and then they end their season with five games against the Brewers, which could be, will be, will. Uh, huge towards that last, that last spot. Yeah, they could essentially lock up that number two spot and knock the Brewers out all in one, or possibly even vice versa with five straight games. They could drop right out of the postseason even, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as the... NL East, I I think I see the Marlins holding on um, to that second spot. And then what, the two wild cards in general? Um, yeah. It's, it's tough to say that uh, I mean, right now the Giants are outside looking in, um, barely. But I, I want to say the Giants take one of them. Um, right now they're sitting basically in the same spot as the Brewers, just different uh, division there. And I guess I'll say uh, that's tough because you then have to kick out one of the Reds or the Phillies, right? I mean... Or Brewers. Well, you got to kick out two of those four. Right. So I'll say the Brewers don't make it. I think the Cardinals handle them, lock up that number two, keep the Brewers from entering. And then I will say, I'll say shockingly that only two of those four NL Central teams that are all competing will actually make it the two. And then I'll put the Phillies and the Giants in the wild card. Okay. Um, I'm sure Spencer's just like screaming at right now, listening to us <laughs> I, talking I, about this. I thought you handled it pretty I, well. <laughs> For me, right, I just looked at the Miami Marlins' remaining schedule, and I don't like it at all. Um, So I have the Marlins dropping out. I'll give the Phillies the second spot in the East. 
Okay. Um, just so you know, they have four at Atlanta and then three at the Yankees to end the season. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look ahead. I wasn't that bright. So. <laughs> so I'll give the Phillies that second spot based on I think the Marlins might lose literally every remaining game. Um. Right. So then in the Central, oh god. So I'm just gonna go based on trends, Do you see, right? I see the Reds. Hold on. Sorry. What? Do you see the Marlins dropping completely out of playoffs, or just style the number two to a wild card? I, uh, I see them dropping out of the playoffs. Okay, so the Marlins are your number two, and now you have, and you said, or sorry, the Phillies. The Phillies are, like are your number two. Marlins are out, and you still have your number two in the Central and the two wild cards to pick. Correct. So I'm going to go based on trends and I see the Cincinnati Reds in their last 10 are eight and two. Um, so I'll liken them to. Uh, they'll be my wild card team. OK, um, I think the Cardinals will remain in the second spot in the central. OK, Brewers or Giants. Who gets the other one? Um, I will take the Milwaukee Brewers. OK. Because I know the Giants weren't supposed to be good this year anyways. Um, and I see the Brewers have also won four in a row. Um, so I kind of think maybe, you know, they'll, they're hot right now. Maybe they'll continue that this week and sneak in. So I have three from the Central making it. Yeah. Right. Two from. So I'm sure we'll both be wrong on that. Um, I'm sure. But that's what uh, your non-experts here at Top Cheddar, when it comes to baseball, uh, have for that. It means that Spencer probably has the 100% perfect combination in reality, uh, and he just isn't here, unfortunately, to give it to you. Right. Um, so, yeah. That wraps but up. regardless what happens, it will certainly be a fun week if uh, to follow along. Yep. Um, I'll definitely follow it. I won't watch it, but I'll follow along to see how the teams do, and we'll see uh, the playoff picture by next week when we record. Playoff we'll have the playoff coming together. <laughs> watch it. We'll watch it unfold. Yeah. Um, and we'll certainly have Spencer back next week to kind of give us some series previews. Um, and yeah, that'll that'll do it for the good old uh, bat stick ball. and ball game basketball now over to basketball i well i would like to touch on the premier league briefly if i may absolutely um so just this past this past weekend um match week two so the games were saturday sunday and two today um it was the most goals scored in a premier league weekend Ever. 44? 44 goals and no ties this weekend, um, which has happened before, rarely. But just a fun little note, 44 goals. That's the most ever in a weekend in the Premier League. A lot of high scoring here early on in the season. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, shout out, uh, I guess, Man City for scoring past the 90th minute to give it that 44th goal against the wolves today. But yeah, you know, wolves actually played really well. I watched it um, while at work. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> and, I didn't uh, get to watch it at work. I saw one uh, penalty kick uh, and then, 
or yeah. And then um, I saw they got one and then gave up the third and the 90th. So to make yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the penalty was, it was a bad decision. Um, it was the right call, bad decision. And then Rodrigo, the goalie made a terrible decision on the second goal came all the way out of his net for whatever reason. And then the third goal was just off a deflection off the defender weird bounce went in um but all, wolves really did dominate play so um i wouldn't I, the score doesn't isn't really fair to them i was gonna say inverse man city i'm happy with that <laughs> Moving i on. mean it was at home so you'd like to maybe at least get a point out of that but but yeah anyways we won't dwell on on the past that is now a sunk cost tis um, and then one more quick note. Um, in the WWE. No, wow. I don't know. Breaking up. <laughs> Holy crap. We're digging deep here. Let's just cover every sport. Uh, UFC fight night happened this past weekend. I believe. Yeah, I saw there's also um, a very interesting softball uh, season happening, which I actually like just learned about it. And uh in all seriousness, I am saying it's very interesting. I don't. Okay. I will. Thank you for I, I won't be joining in to watch, but people who like softball uh, are loving it. I know, and I just want to say it's all points based. So they basically, it's like uh, what player can accumulate the most points in a season. But because they only have like four teams, what happens is they redraft a team. Like each captain redrafts their team every week based off like last week's performance. And then based off how you do in the game and if your team wins, you can get like points. And at the end of the year, it's like what player got the most points. It's very interesting. I haven't dove into it enough to know how the points work. But yeah, maybe that's something uh, come when all these playoffs wrap up. I will jump back and look on. Okay. And um, congratulations to Bryson DeChambeau for winning his first major. He won the U.S. Open uh, this weekend, which is, you know, one of the big ones. So very much congrats to him. He won $12,500,000 oh for that win. Gotta love that, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. That was a total purse. He won $2.3 Oh, still for, for his great. Victory. And a nice trophy and his name in history. So, you know. Exactly. Still still phenomenal. Yes. So congrats to him. Now I think we're ready to... Unless there's any other weird sports news you had. Uh, I think we actually covered it all up until these NBA playoffs. I feel like there was something else I saw. Hmm. Oh. College football, the Big Ten decided they will start in October. Um, I believe they're only playing within the Big Ten. But yeah, we'll... we'll... Oh yeah, so if you like a Big Ten team, couldn't be me. Um, Don't you like Ohio State? You should be excited. (laughs) Ohio State? I mean, I liked them growing up. They were entertaining. I loved Beanie Wells. Um, I was like Terrell Pryor was cool for a bit, but I wouldn't say I'm like a fan. Okay, uh, gotcha. Um, I don't really, yeah, I don't really watch a it's, ton of it's college not football. a bigger break by any means. So, right, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, good, good call there. 
Good call there. We definitely wanted to mention that. Um, and then the World Middleweight Championship uh, for UFC is on this Saturday as well. Men's Saturday women. night at 10. Uh, for men. Oh, okay. It's on... Uh, you can buy the pay-per-view on ESPN Plus exclusively. They actually have the exclusive rights to that. And it is obviously Costa challenging uh, the, the current champion, uh, Adansanya. So I know a lot of people like to bet on UFC, so definitely uh, you know keep tabs on that. And I think we're finally ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm done, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> okay. I was like, at this rate, I won't get to watch the lightning tonight. Holy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, basketball. I can't remember where we were at when we last recorded. No. I believe the Heat Celtics series didn't even start, right? Well, last we recorded was, I believe, right before or during Game 7 of the Nuggets Clippers. Yes, and you're right. I No, the Game 6. That was Game 6. Okay. I remember now, yes. So the Nuggets crushed Game 7 against the Clippers. Um, and Game Which, is, if you're into the NBA and, you know the history of it that will come as no shock to you as the Clippers literally can never make a conference final um, ever, ever you, in their history. With their so um, yeah, the Nuggets win 104 to 89 in that uh, game seven, I believe. Correct. Wait, did any of us pick the Nuggets? Uh, I, I picked the Nuggets. I believe I know you or Spencer picked the Nuggets. I know I said Clippers very confidently, so that did not age well. But I mean, I had the Clippers as my finals winners before the season, so it looks bad on me too. But I think I did pick the Nuggets for the game seven. But right. regardless, uh, Nikola Jokic really stepped up. I, I, for one, have been critical of him in the past for for not showing up when it's you know in key moments. Um, he did in game seven, 16 points, 22 rebounds, and 13 assists. Yes, that's a trip dub for a seven-footer. you love to see it. Um, and, yeah, they just blew him out. I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. Thoughts on that? No, I mean, I can't say enough. I was uh, surprised the Clippers, one, took that series away, and two, just aren't here altogether let alone how many games it took them in that round. Uh, but yeah, I I thought, I truly believed Kawhi was going to go back-to-back uh, when the year started, and now he doesn't even make the conference finals. So, Yeah. Um, and then that same day, game one of the East finals happened, and what a thriller that was. Holy um, crap. I watched the entire game and was just wildly impressed at the way the heat continued to let themselves get down big and continue to find a way to, to fight back. I mean, they needed overtime and biggest play of overtime, bam out of bio stuffing the literal stuffing into the turkey I on Jason Tatum at the rim in overtime the, to win the heat the game essentially the man's um, hands was, have to be made of rubber 
the the degree to which they bent backwards to make that block mm. was insane. Like I thought his hand was his hand was literally going to get jammed by the ball into the rim, and like like it looked like it was just going to slice his fingers. And he just they bent back and then said, "Nope, not a chance." Didn't let it go. Yeah, I mean it was. It, it's such a good play, and this this Heat team ha- is so good at at rotating defensively and and contesting shots. I mean, Bam Adebayo was not covering Jason Tatum. He he rotated to help out, and, and he was able to be there at just the right time. I mean, very cl- if it was, if he was any later, it would have been a goaltend. Um, and yeah, he just absolutely. I mean, what a play from Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Um, and what a game in general this was. I mean, Goran Dragic, we've been talking about him a lot on this podcast, how good he's been this postseason. Another stellar game, 29 points on 11 of 19 shooting. Um, I mean, he's seven rebounds as a point guard. You know, he, he did it all. Um, and yeah, Boston did not play poorly. Um, no, very good game. Yeah, their big guys played well still. It's just the Heat, again, as they've shown us, just have that that fight and that that grit, and they they continue to win. Um, yeah. Which which then leads us kind of to game two. Um, sorry, what'd you say? I was, Did you <laughs> the exact same thing? But <laughs> same, yeah, same page. Um, and then. In game two, I mean, it was the same story, Victor. They were down 13 at half, and the Heat just continued to fight and came back and won 106 to 101. Yeah, another uh, close game by the final score. But you got to just wonder what would the Heat be doing if they could avoid falling down to such a gap, like in the first half? Uh, and if they move on, can they afford to? do that same thing in the finals facing the Nuggets or the Lakers because I, I don't believe they can. So that's something they got to fix this round, uh, assuming they can make it through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I found it interesting, um, the rotations in game two. I sensed already some desperation from the Celtics. If you look at the minutes that they gave, um, really, Ben Wanamaker was pretty much the only guy that got any decent amount of minutes from their bench. Um, it was pretty much the same, you know, Smart Brown, Tice Walker, and Tatum out for most of the game. Um, seemingly, you know, which also Brad Stevens. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's also interesting because they did that. They still lost that game, and hopefully for their sake not not mine but for their sake it didn't take a hit on them like for the whole series like that's if when you're playing your starters that many extra minutes and all these games are going to be that intense how long can they keep that up for right um but yeah that was my that was my one note but just again yeah the heat just continue to fight and they're just so um, organized defensively. Uh, it's it's a joy to watch, really. Um, 
Game three was a different story, slightly. Yes, game three was. Um, so again, in game three, the heat went down. In the first half. Um, the only difference here was that they didn't come back. Uh, they made pushes. Um, this was another game I got to see um, pretty much pretty much all of it. Um, they, they made pushes. They, they made it close again, but they just couldn't really muster enough um, to, to, to get back. And I think a big key for them losing um, so, so poorly, I guess, was Goran Dragic again. He did not have a good game in game three. It was really the first bad game he's had, I think, all postseason, which is crazy. Um, but he had just 11 points. He shot two for 10. But the thing that stood out to me was how much they attacked him defensively. Um, and it shows when you look at the box score uh, as well, he was just getting kind of burned all night. And they kept, um, again, just attacking him. And I don't know if you got to see any of this game, but that that really led to a lot of success for the Celtics. And, um, you know, Dragic ends a game worse, minus 29. Uh, which is really bad and by far worst of of either team. Right. So that was the big difference for me. Um, Not to say Drogic, you know, should make or break the heat because a lot of guys didn't really have a good game in game three, Uh, but he certainly stood out. That's that's Um, definitely something to correct for the heat's sake uh, by Wednesday because they get a little bit of a break between – Three days off, actually, between Saturday and Wednesday, the next game. Yes. So, um, any other notes from you for, for Game Three? No, I got none. Have you gotten to watch much of this, or are you focused on your Lightning? So definitely, primarily focused on the Lightning. Um, haven't even really been optimizing the two TV because I just know I'm only going to watch the Lightning anyways. However, uh, that's fair. Once the Heat made their comeback, uh, I saw between you posting a few things and my brother texting me about the Heat game, I did throw it on. I saw the end of the fourth and OT and the block. So glad I turned it on for that. Um, and then I, again, saw tried to tune into the end of game two. But no, I didn't even watch game three as that pretty much directly overlapped with the Lightning. All right. Um, and then um, the only reason I ask is I feel like I'm talking too much. But <laughs> if you haven't gotten a chance to watch these, and I, I guess with Spencer not here, I'll 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 cover these. Um, <laughs> uh, so then in the Western Conference Final, uh, they're through two games over there as well. Um, game one, the Lakers won comfortably by twelve. Um, I didn't get to see much of this. Although the parts I did see, I mean, they, the Nuggets really never were – they never looked threatening in this game. Um, you know, the, the Lakers kind of kept them at arm's length through most of it. Um, they did make a push in the fourth, as the Nuggets always do. But right. it, was, it never felt like the Lakers were at risk of losing that game. Um, different story in game two of that. Uh, this was just last night. This was a fantastic game. Um I I think there was a lot of questionable decisions and calls at the end of this, but um, bottom line is Anthony Davis at the buzzer 
um, hits a game-winning three-pointer with two seconds on the clock. And um, the Lakers took this 105-103 to to take a 2-0 series lead. The Joker, again, played fantastically in this game. Jamal Murray bounced back from before game one. Uh, The difference was Anthony Davis. You know, uh, LeBron had a great game, as he always does. Really, nobody else in the Lakers did anything. Um, It was really Anthony Davis's show, and um, certainly that last shot at the end there. Yeah. Kind of buried it. Going off of that, I mean, LeBron and AD do what they do, and only two other guys hit double-digit points uh, for the Lakers, and both of them had 11 in Danny Green and Caldwell Pope. So really just was carried by LeBron and AD that game. Um, but also that's why they have their big two. So that if they need to, they are able to carry that. And, and this game as well, the Nuggets again made a, made a huge push in the fourth. Just to put into perspective, um, the Lakers had the win probability from the 539 mark in the first quarter for the entire game. Up until um, a minute left in the fourth. Holy. When uh, the Nuggets finally took the lead again. Uh, And then the Nuggets, uh, before that Anthony Davis shot, it looks like they had a 92% chance of winning um, when they were up 103 to 102. Again, two, two point something seconds left. And Anthony Davis buried it. And what hurts even more is... They got the stop. I mean, the Nuggets were up by one. They went in. So, Victor, if you didn't see, um, they had chance to have the last shot. Um, They were down. What was it? They were down 102 to 101. They had a chance to hold for last shot. They instead went quickly um, and got an easy layup, which I actually like the move. So they went up one. Right. Lakers then got the ball. The Nuggets had a foul to give. Sorry, what? I was going to say, in case something happens, I mean, unless you're, you have Jimmy Butler or one of those few people that you absolutely know is taking that final shot, a few seconds is okay. I mean, it's a little bit of insurance in case, you know, a weird bounce on the rim or something. Right, right. Um, and so the Lakers got the ball with 20 seconds left. Um, ish. I don't remember exactly. And the Nuggets had a foul to give. They never ended up using it, which I think that they should have, you know, um, I think once, I think the idea with that is once you see the Lakers inbound and who they give the ball to and how they set up, you use your foul. You make that you have a new play. Right. They drop a new play. So you kind of get a look at them. They didn't end up doing that. Um, Ultimately they got the stop, but they give up an offensive rebound to Danny green. The Lakers then call timeout again with two seconds left, um, ish, and then yeah, they draw it up. Anthony Davis gets open on the inbound. Jokic had good defense on him; he had a hand in his face, but he buried it, uh, ice in his veins. What I didn't like throughout this entire game is um, the Lakers, specifically Anthony Davis, talking smack towards the Nuggets bench like almost the entire game. Um, they acted so immature and and entitled um which probably you know it's okay 
What? We probably haven't seen anybody talk that way since the Golden State Warriors with Stephen uh, KD talking to the refs in overtime versus, I want to say, the Thunder that game. I still have it saved. I think it's hilarious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's okay to get pumped up, right? It's okay to, to you know, be excited, whatever. But when you direct it towards the opponent's bench, that that's why I have an issue. Um, so I, I did not like how he handled himself. I didn't like – I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, if you're going to talk smack, do it to whoever you just scored over. Don't be don't be going at the other team's bench, and make keep it keep it civil. Don't be letting it the whole game long. Like if you do something amazing, sure, you can you can get hype, but like get hype. Don't don't just be a trash talker. There's a very big right. And instead of getting hype towards himself or towards his teammates you know he he immediately after he hit the shot turns to the nuggets bench so that's i kind of have an issue with that um but you know i'm just one person but anyways so that's now 2-0 uh game three is tuesday night so probably tonight when you're hearing this right um and thoughts on how this is going to play out? Yeah, uh, I see the Lakers in five, honestly. Okay. Um, obviously, this game three is a must win for the Nuggets. Um, you know, you'd like to win this next game and then lose game four, and then you're in your comfortable spot down 3 1. Um, so I, I kind of think that'll happen, but I don't see them coming back from down 3-1 again. So I don't know. I, I think I agree with you. I think Lakers in five. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if they swept. I mean, to lose on a buzzer beater like that after you, you fought back so hard and got the lead and, you know, you weren't leading all game. You got the lead with 20 seconds left. Um, that's so deflating, right? I mean that is so deflating. Yeah. So the and um reassuring yeah. thing we've talked about can you bounce back? Right. And, and the Nuggets have, you know, they haven't seemed to let anything get them down. So maybe it wasn't deflating. I don't know, but I think it's going to be a Lakers who knows final. And I'm still very intrigued with the East. Um and the NBA, I believe, again, is another league we will know the finals matchup by the next time we record. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the NBA is putting a lot more space compared to the NHL between their uh, games here. So game six for each uh, will be Sunday and Monday, respectively. Uh, so so maybe. So, yeah. Uh, if they end in five, yes. And by the time you hear this, possibly, uh, or game six will be over for the East. So. Yeah, both series may be over. And yeah. So we'll see. That that wraps up this episode. Uh, we'll be excited to have Spencer back, especially to review uh, what I believe will be by next episode, the guaranteed, almost guaranteed, M- or MLB fine, or playoff picture. Holy crap. I think we'll know it by then. And then uh, most likely based on how these series are going, I think we'll know the NBA final. Um, 
So, yeah. Yeah, well, it'll be uh, interesting and plenty to talk about next week also uh, with all these sports truly being in playoffs by that point in time. So, thank you for the top chair of sports. Uh, If you want more Stanley Cup final details and analysis, make sure to go back, listen to uh, Hockey Thoughts with Brett and Will from this past week. Make sure to tune in on Thursday. Thursday morning it will be released where we do To the Gridiron to do um, an NFL Week 2 recap as well as our Week 3 picks and more updates on the NFL. And in the meantime, own the Beer League Bench Talk.